Hot Mornings with Ryan DeLon and Tara Fox. Keep up the good work. 7 to 10 a.m. I appreciate that you share your opinion. Hot Radio May. I super appreciate that they're in line with Barb. Main's hit music channel. Tara Fox back from a long weekend for her little vacation day yesterday. Um, we did a uh, highlight of your weekend yesterday. You missed mine, so I'm going to tell it to you again. Tell me. I went to uh, Joe Coy on Saturday, and then Chelsea Handler came out and did like a surprise guest set. What? Yeah. I love her. I Wait, knew. Are you lying? No, I swear to God, I knew you would what? get a kick out of that. Oh my God, she's so funny. On the low, I heard the rumors are that. Are they together? Are they, They're dating. Although <gasps> during her bit, she talked about being single the whole time, so I think she was trying to throw us off the trail. But I was also getting DMs and text messages from people that said that they saw um, Chelsea and Joe Coy out in Portland, like together. Oh my God. Uh, canoodling, holding hands. It was uh, it was pretty cool. So yeah, they had the opening comedian come out and then they're like, oh, ran down her resume and like make some noise with Chelsea Handler. And people were like, oh, wow. wow. And all the noise. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm like, oh, Tara, Tara is going to be mad that she, she missed this. She is my sense of humor. That, even the whole bit that she did, <laughs> like I was like chuckling a little bit, but I'm like, I could just picture like snot coming out of Tara's nose at how much she would be laughing at this. Um, But that was my highlight. It was a good show. What was the highlight of the weekend for you since you had a three-day weekend? My weekend felt like an eternity. It was so fun. So we got a hotel down in P-Town on Cape Cod and we had never done the nightlife there. We we always do a day trip. A lot of Dua Lipa being played there, I'm sure. So much Dua Lipa. (laughs) It was amazing. We went to a karaoke bar for Dragalicious Karaoke. Nice. And it was an incredible time. We uh, went to our favorite restaurant down there, the Lobster Pot, and we were gorging ourselves. Like we had a three course meal, even though we had been drinking all day and couldn't stomach it. But we forced ourselves. We had um, shrimp cocktail as an appetizer and then a fancy bread. And then I had lobster ravioli. He had a filet. And then for dessert, we had key lime pie. And I had to unbutton my pants, but it was worth it. It was. I think the food was probably my favorite part, but also the karaoke was amazing like i i loved it i love being down there and every single time i come home from being on cape cod i just can't wait till i can go back again we had so much fun we did some shopping he bought me a ring but not an oh <laughs> not an engagement ring wow but i oh and i got a ring. i just got a quick flash and you're like he bought me a ring i know i wanted to scare you it's it's super cute i was gonna buy it for myself and then he what is that I, like a little star yeah it's a little star and um we thought it was very me it's i was a placeholder i got yeah exactly so i got on my, <laughs> i got on my credit card and i turned around he was already paying for it so i was like okay i like this and also i found this a uh, random little hidden gem of a psychic store and I got my aura red and it was so, 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 so cool. And it was called The Third Eye, which is right up my alley. I love all things What spiritual. did the reading say? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, I can say. So it was when they take a picture of you. So you put your hands on these two pieces of, I think, metal or whatever, and they take okay. a Polaroid picture of you and the electromagnetic currents or whatever coming from the heat from your hands is supposed to show up in the photo because there's a big black box over the camera that's supposed to pick it up and it was really cool so then she printed it out and then took me in a room and sat down with me and told me what all the colors meant and um, she was like what are your favorite colors and I was like I really like bright colors like yellow orange and she flipped it over and it was literally those colors so I was like that means something I'm drawn to those colors I did that once and then the lady was like so would you like to join the church of Scientology and I was like oh, what? No, I'm in the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know what that was but this that was must amazing. have been something else it was they 
were reading. They were doing some kind of reading. It must have been and something her else. Name, her name was Carolyn Miller. Shout out to her. Um, we're best friends now. And uh, I'm going to read her book. I did uh, I did miss you a little bit yesterday because we uh, gave a little birthday shout out to Lil Wayne. 39 years old. I can't Whoa. believe he's still in his 30s. He's been doing it for like 25 years yeah. in the industry. Uh, but he's a Libra. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. I need Tara to, uh, to, to describe what uh, you know his whole birth chart uh, and all that information is. Um, I feel like Libras are super chill, super indecisive and can be seen as like players, like womanizer. And the ladies too. The that's, ladies get a lot of guys. That's not what my Google search came up with, what? but some of that fits. Basically it was saying that like scrappy and what? like the will to like push forward and go on and all scrappy. that. Yeah, that was kind of no, what I was reading. Libras usually have like a very like sensual aura. Like you're like drawn to them. You're like, oh, they're really cool. Well, people they're do really hot. People do like Lil Wayne, that's for sure. Wait. We vibe, vibe right here. Hot mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. In honor of National Good Neighbor Day, we're asking everybody what today, Tara? We want you to tell us about a time your relationship with your neighbor was not good. Yeah, we want the spicy stuff. Of course. We're all for good relationships with your neighbors, but I'm more entertained by the bad stories. Oh, I think everyone is. You start. <sighs> okay, so Ooh, when... sigh. I know, it's, it's a heavy one. When I was in college, I lived with all girls, mm-hmm. and I lived in a building that was primarily all college age students and the girls below us uh we all went to the same school so we thought that it was chill like they weren't going to mind that we pre-gamed on like friday and saturday nights before we went out to the old port and i had this huge speaker that now if i even turn it on a little bit in my current apartment i'm like turn that off that's way too loud but back then of course i was like it's not loud enough it's, it's starting huge... to sound like you're the bad, neighbor. the bad neighbor Oh, okay but big boombox speaker with a disco ball on top so we always use that because we turn off the lights the disco ball whatever and it was so so loud i can't even imagine how it sounded to them i feel bad like the older i get like i was a terrible neighbor that started a war and the entire year anytime anyone would make like one little peep it would be like banging on the ceilings and um calling the cops or banging on our door Jeez, that escalated or, or leaving notes on my car like calling me the b word and <gasps> like such mean nasty things like they absolutely hated us so we were both terrible neighbors to each other and it came down to the point where um they complained about us so much to the property management company that property management was like all right girls like break it up and put us on this email chain and was like if you can't figure your life out like adults we're gonna have no choice but to evict one of you and so we were like oh well we're not gonna get evicted like we've been here for two years like they're the new neighbors like we're not gonna get evicted and it just became an absolute nightmare and then we would see them in the old port and it would be awkward and we didn't know what to do and then finally we found out it was like one girl like the other two turned on the on their roommate and we're like we're, we don't know what to do like it's always her like like we're fine with you guys and then we, we find out that she like reported you and we had like cops knocking on her i turned on that boombox speaker for one last hurrah our last week in the apartment i had all let the, it rip. i let it rip for one song it was the everybody dance now for one Burp. song Burp. one song and then turned it off and the cops were knocking at my door i was like it was a minute 30 seconds so waste of resources those were my worst neighbors of my entire life but at the same time i was the worst neighbor as well what did they do to you they were leaving notes on my car um one girl's boyfriend my roommate was walking into the building and they came up behind her and he like said like you want me to take care of this broad right here like i got my gun in my car like no scary, way scary stuff like basically All like right. threatening our that's lives. a little too 
too much. Trying to get us evicted all because we like to listen to music. Just because you like to party. Just because we're party girls doesn't mean you can evict us. For me, I'm fresh out of college. I'm living in like the valley out there in LA. So Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks area. And I don't know if you're familiar of what the valley is kind of known for, like what kind of films that they make out in the valley. I did not know this. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that uh, they say. It's filmed in the valley. You know what they say. Um, so my downstairs neighbor was an older gentleman and apparently they must have been filming one of these movies in one of the uh, apartments uh, that was on my floor. I didn't hear it. I wasn't aware of it. Later on, we found out that, yeah, that in fact was going down. Um, but he came up uh, during the day and I was the only one home. I lived with uh, two roommates. There was three of us in the apartment, but I was the only one home and he knocked on the door and I looked through the little peephole and I saw this older gentleman standing there with nunchucks. What? I've never seen like nunchucks really in person that wasn't part of like a Ninja Turtles costume. And I don't even know what you would do. Is he going to like bop you on the He was head? like an elderly man. So I'm sitting there looking through the peephole and I'm like, well, I got to open the door and figure this out. And my roommates <laughs> later made fun of me. They're like, why would you open the door? I'm like, he was an old man. Like it wasn't going to go down. I just had a... I could take him, bro. I could that's what him. I thought. I Honestly, <laughs> now in my age, I probably wouldn't have opened the door. But like right? at 22, 23, I was like, it's going down. Like yeah. we'll, we'll figure out what this is about. So I opened the door and then he starts ranting and yelling at me about filming porn and like keeping his wife up at night and I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about sir yes you do after like a 15 minute conversation he calmed down and he like admitted he's like well maybe it's the neighbors uh to the left of you but you guys are right above us so I just assumed it was you and I'm like I don't know what to tell you buddy there's thin walls in this apartment complex a lot of weird stuff happened in that apartment complex I was only there for a year I had to get out that's super juicy I had a lady walk in in her nightgown into uh my apartment I'm sitting on the couch I left the door open because my buddies were traveling right behind me so uh, I thought that they were coming up the stairs and I thought it was my roommates walking in but it was this old lady in a nightgown What? and I turned around and she starts ranting about how the FBI is watching us and everybody's watching us and I just screamed I was like ah get out of here <laughs> and that's scary are you sure it wasn't a ghost no I knew who it was because she was like a, a lady that uh, I had some other interactions with that I knew exactly what apartment she lived in but then my roommates convinced me to tell the property management about it because you're like there was a lady in here with a nightgown it was weird like you need to just like <laughs> clear the ear and put it out there until she might say something weird and I'm like alright so I told property management and then they kicked her out of the, the building oh my god I think they put her in a place that had a little more of like assisted living so at least that's what I told myself yeah she's in a better place now yeah Mike from Biddeford it's National Good Neighbor Day but we want to hear about a time that uh, your relationship with your neighbor wasn't good I was outside with my dog and my neighbor was walking by with his dog my dog started trotting over towards the street to say hello and my neighbor kicked my dog in the chest oh <gasps> my god that's what scary. an ass i know yeah needless to say we haven't been on the best terms hopefully we're making it work is your dog friendly or is your dog like running at the other dog aggressively oh he's super friendly he's a big furball he's just like uh, a big baby yeah my dog uh loves other dogs and i have to explain to her i sit her down and i say not every dog loves you even though you love other dogs but i would be so exactly. mad because she would do the same thing she would trot over to try to say hi to the dog and to get kicked yeah yeah we don't get along but i mean we just keep to ourselves now we have other good neighbors at least that story made me sad do you remember that youtube video of the prank call where someone called well it's a prank call so they called someone and said that you kicked my dog and the guy was like no i didn't was that a viral video it's a huge video why did you kick my dog i didn't moments in viral video history you'll have to pull it up and refresh my memory <laughs> okay
Erin in Brunswick, it's National Good Neighbor Day today, but we want to hear stories about a time when your relationship with your neighbor wasn't so good. I have so many more of those stories than the good neighbor stories. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. I, Just give us one. Okay. Uh, one of my old neighbors in the apartment I used to live in used to play electric guitar at 6 in the morning. What? Yep. It would shake my whole apartment and wake me up every single day. <gasps> that has to be in the lease that quiet hours are in effect at 6 a.m. That is way too early. That's what I'm saying. I would pound on the wall and he would quiet it down, but the vibration, would it would still make me wake up. That is so rude. I lived in an apartment where an entire band practiced in the <gasps> in the uh, apartment above me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I've never snitched on a neighbor up until that point. That point, I was like, enough is enough. Like, <laughs> middle of the night, 4 a.m., they were practicing and they were terrible. Oh and it was so loud. I went up there and I was like, come on, guys. And they didn't stop. So I was like, I had to tell property management because I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I have no choice. I'm I'm like, I got no choice at this point. I got no choice. You're having full on band practice above my apartment. In the middle of the night. It doesn't help that they weren't good either. (laughs) No, exactly. Terrible. It's awful. I just moved my sister into her first apartment in Portland and she's living in the city. And after we finally moved in all of her stuff, all of a sudden we just heard drums and guitar going like crazy in her whole apartment was vibrating and she was like are you kidding me and so we thought maybe it was a neighbor nope it turns out there's literally like a recording studio below her that people can rent out to practice all hours of the day the worst musical instruments should be banned from the home no I'm kidding (laughs) somebody in my building right now is practicing uh, the violin and I can hear it and it's not terrible but it's not great but also they're doing it at like respectable hours so I'm not going to complain you should say play some Paganini I don't know what that is. I only know what that is because of American Horror Story. Um, Darius from Bath, tell us about a time that your relationship with your neighbor wasn't so good. I was working at Dunkin' Donuts, and my neighbor was my boss at the time, so Ooh. wasn't able to really call out. So <laughs> kind of not really that good for me because I'm a teenager at the time. Yeah, you gotta call out like every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. It makes that's it a little true. tough to play hooky if uh, your boss is like looking through the blinds and being like. <laughs> I see you. Literally, you look fine. Right, right across the street from me. <laughs> that's funny. All right, that's a good one. We're going to put you in the running. You trying to go see Dua Lipa? I am. All right, you're in the running. We got a few minutes here and we're about to call back our winner. So just keep your phone close, Darius. You might get a call back from us, all right? Awesome. I will, Ryan. Hello? Hey, this is Ryan and Tara at Hot Radio Maine. Who's this? Hi, this is Cindy. Cindy, where are you from? I'm from Portland. It's National Good Neighbor Day today, but uh, we're talking about the times that your relationship wasn't so good with your neighbor. You got a story for us? I do. I um, had a neighbor that I had my entire life growing up, um, lived across the street. We called her Nosy Rosie. Uh, <laughs> she used to run us out to our parents all the time. She'd catch, catch us like climbing up on the roof and you know, stupid kid stuff like that. She was snitching um, on you all the time. All the time, all the time. So when I grew up, the flash forward to 2020, she asked me to park in her driveway so that it didn't look like she was always home alone. Oh. And so I did. Well, after the George Floyd murder, I was going to a lot of protests and I had a protest sign. It said, racism is small dick energy. <laughs> and I put it in my back passenger window. And then she told me that I couldn't park in her driveway as long as that was there because it was a Uh, Well, racism is offensive. That's what I said. (laughs) She was the one that had asked me to park in her driveway in the first place. I lived on a dead-end street, so it's not like there wasn't anywhere to park. (laughs) 
Yeah, you didn't need this, Bob. No, I didn't. Are you trying That's to go see Dua Lipa? Uh, I really am. In Boston? You going to make the trip down there? Absolutely. All right, we picked your text. I'm going to put the sign back in my car. There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for the trip. Uh, <laughs> we picked your text. Uh, we're going to hook you up with a pair of tickets. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're very welcome. Congratulations. <laughs> Dua Lipa, you're there February 18th, the future Nostalgia Tour at the uh, TD Garden. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hot Radio Man. Oh, Lord. Hot Mornings with Ryan DeLon and Tara Fox. Dirty on the 30. On Monday afternoon, R. Kelly was found guilty on all counts in his federal sex crimes trial and could be staring down life in prison. The jury started deliberating on Friday afternoon, had the weekend off, and took about half the day on Monday to reach its verdict on nine federal counts, including racketeering, sex crimes, human trafficking, obstruction of justice, and kidnapping. Sentencing is scheduled for May 4th, and now that Kelly's been convicted on all counts, he could get 10 years to life in prison. He's also uh, set to go on a second federal trial in Chicago and state trials in Illinois and Minnesota. Attorney Gloria Allred, who represented three of the six victims who testified in the case, said R. Kelly is, quote, the worst predator she has ever pursued. Didn't he tweet something, too, saying like he was going to keep fighting? It's like fighting for what? You're guilty. I do not follow him on Twitter, so well, I'm unaware. Do you unaware. think I do? I follow all the celeb buzz sites that repost it. Do you think that this is, uh, I don't want to say like mainstream news, but I feel like you know, we obviously, because we're in the music industry, follow this case a little bit more closely right. than your average person. I've still been to weddings where they'll play R. Kelly. And then I, I cringe. And then there's older people that are there that have no idea that are dancing along to R. Kelly. I feel a little bit awkward about this situation that right now. Maybe if he gets that sentence on May 4th, we Things won't. Will change. Uh, singer Miguel and his partner Nazazin Mandy have separated after being together for 17 years. That's a long, long time. They're both 35, so that means they got together when they were 18. That's almost two decades. When you start a relationship that young and then it lasts for that long, you start to wonder, like, is the grass greener on the other side? What else is out there? Well, I, yeah, yeah, I guess you do. Maybe and- they'll split apart for a little bit and realize that they were better together. Maybe, but I just think that you're so young and you're finding yourself, like, I'm not the same person I was at 18, you know? I, got- can't, I can't imagine if I was with the boyfriend I had at 18. No, they- thank you. They got married in 2018, so it took them a while to get married and then three years later it's a wrap uh they didn't give much details but they said the couple both wish each other well maybe that's a sign that you don't need to get married you can just be together if they weren't married maybe they'd still be together i've actually seen a lot of cases where people are together for a long long time no and then they get married and, and then they changes. get married something changes and it's a wrap right after that like mm-hmm. within that's the sad. within a year sometimes boom it's over together for like 15 years i wonder what it is i want to pick their brains i think that what happens is there's things that the man does that annoys the woman and then the woman thinks that the man is going to change when they get married and be like this magical resurgence of their relationship and this is a big step forward Uh, all the things that have annoyed me for the last 10 years that we've been together might change like here we are fresh start and then what happens is the relationship doesn't change and they're like all right i thought i thought the wedding was going to fix everything they thought the wedding was going to be a fairy it's a wrap yeah and then the woman breaks the man's heart okay because he says oh my god you've known me this has been me my whole life baby you know i'm a loser 
Rosa. <laughs> That's just me picturing how it would go. I don't know. Um, Will Smith, speaking about marriages, maybe everyone should just do what Will and Jada do. They got a 23-year yeah, marriage going. It seems to be working for them. Open marriage. That's oh, boy. Not, okay, well, this is going to offend some people, but an open marriage to me is not a marriage. They were talking and about it. I don't really it, believe in marriage. Or Will was talking about it in an interview with GQ recently, and he explained, we have given each other trust and freedom with the belief that everybody has to find their own way, and marriage for us can't be a prison. He went on to say that the freedoms uh, that we've given one another and the unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love. I don't, I don't Smith, know. Smith's new memoir, Will, drops on November 9th. He's talking about it to promote it. At some point, they made the deal that monogamy was not part of their Isn't that their bond. literally the point of marriage is to be monogamous? New rules. We're throwing out uh, the old stereotype of what marriage is and we're bringing in the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett era right now. I feel like they hate each other. Nah, I think that they're just like, it's like a different form of co-parenting, right? They both have their entanglements mm -hmm. and then they're just co-parenting with the kids. Also, they live a different life than us because of the amount of money that they have. Can you even imagine having that conversation with your significant other and being like, hey, I love you, want to be with you forever, but I need to get it from somewhere else tonight. Is that okay with you? Because I can't. I think I would go to jail if someone said that to me. I'm going to jail tonight. Literally. <laughs> if Tucker was ever like, hey, what do you think? What? What's your opinion on this? Guess who's going to jail tonight? <laughs> Tara's going to jail tonight. <laughs> Netflix has released a trailer, speaking of Kanye, for an upcoming documentary about Kanye West titled Gene Yus. Spelled J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S. Gene Yus. I don't know. I'm sure I could have done a quick Google search and figured that out, but I just think it's fun to say Gene, yes. The yes looks like how Ariana Grande is. Yeah. yeah. The uh, two-minute clip shows throwback footage from 2002 that features a young Kanye West and Most Def rapping the lyrics to what would eventually end up on uh, Kanye's debut album, The College Dropout. They got the old footage in there. I missed the old Kanye. The three-part documentary is going to follow West's journey over the past two decades. Gene, yes, will feature behind-the-scenes footage of West's glow-up from underestimated rapper to global icon. A premiere for the documentary has not been revealed, but it is slated to debut next year, 2022, and you can check out that first look on our website, hotradiomain.com. Wait, I just had a flashback. I can't remember which season of Keeping Up it was, but he was filming, I think, for this. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some footage. We don't have Keeping Up with the Kardashians anymore, so this might uh, give you a little bit of a fix I when it drops. I think it was when they went to Cuba. So, yeah, I'm assuming if they have uh, decades worth of footage here that we're going to see some stuff with mm -hmm. the uh, Kim Kardashian era. Hot Radio Maine. Let me explain something to you one time, man. Hot Mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. Five things you need to know. President Joe Biden got his COVID-19 booster shot on Monday as part of the administration's efforts to encourage Americans to get vaccinated. Biden once again declared the situation has become a pandemic of the unvaccinated. An Auburn police officer shot and killed a man after receiving a report of a woman being held against her will. Oh. There was an armed confrontation and the suspect was shot. The girlfriend of the man that was fatally shot said, I was never a hostage. What? They're investigating that situation now. Two Brunswick High School football coaches are on leave in connection with an investigation into alleged hazing and harassment during a team retreat at Thomas Point Beach. Brunswick PD are conducting interviews with students and staff. Oh my we God. We talked about this uh, yesterday. The uh, homecoming game on Friday was canceled and uh, we've been seeing a lot of hiccups, a lot of pauses in the in the football uh, schedule for high schools because of COVID. But this time it was because of this hazing incident that happened. It must have been bad. And now we're seeing these two uh, coaches being put on leave. It feels bad based on the services that they're, they're offering counseling to kids in the school. That's awful. The 
first of as many as 100 Afghan evacuees are expected to arrive in Maine as early as this Friday. Catholic Charities Maine says they could really use gift cards and transportation passes for Afghan families when they arrive. Uh, we're going to throw this up in the five things post. There's going to be a link there. If you'd like to donate, if you'd like to help out, there'll be some ways that you can help out there. In celebration of Starbucks 50th anniversary, the brand is inviting fans to bring a clean, empty, reusable cup into any participating location on National Coffee Day, which is tomorrow. And you get a free cup of coffee. It's up to 20 ounces uh, of their brew. Um, It's not available in the drive-thru or order ahead in the uh, Starbucks app. So you actually have to walk into a cafe and get yourself that coffee. Are you looking at your cup right now? I'm looking to see how many ounces it is. That's probably a 20 ounce cup at least. All right. You want to go clean it for me so it's ready for tomorrow? (laughs) No, thank you. Split it. I will not be taking advantage of it because I just don't drink coffee. But if they said you get a cup full of coffee ice cream. Now we're talking. Okay. I'll have to wait for National Ice Cream Day for that. I know. It's not my day. It's National Coffee Day tomorrow. Um, that's five things you need to know. It's Hot Radio Maine. Tomorrow, free coffee at Starbucks. I feel like that's a money-saving day. That's why. You get Starbucks every morning, don't you? No, this is the reusable cup. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Are you just brewing it at home? Is that what yeah. you're doing? Yeah, uh. I have like the Starbucks syrups and stuff, but I also go to Starbucks on the weekend for my treat. We did a topic one time that was like, what's something that you've stolen from work? And you saying that you have the Starbucks syrup reminded me of this. There was a girl who called in that worked at Dunkin' and she said that she basically stole the entire Dunkin' drive through Good for her. Uh, lane and she could basically have a drive through out her kitchen window. I and love she would that. Make her coffee every single morning off of that. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do if I worked at a coffee shop. That's what, immediately that's what I thought of is you like in front of your kitchen window pouring your syrups in and making your coffee in the morning. Well, I just like it. I like the way it tastes. And then Tucker walks by the kitchen window and you hand it to him outside through the window. Well, we're on the second floor. So Don't kill my dream, all right? Jeez. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll have my own little coffee shop. Hi, Radio Main. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I want to follow up with your. Um, hazing comments about Brunswick. Yeah. You said you didn't know what was going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. <gasps> oh, me. all right. Um, they were having a retreat um, at Thomas Point Beach. Yeah. And some of the upperclassmen were chasing some of the underclassmen around with a dildo. Oh. And at one point, one of the underclassmen had it shoved in his mouth. <gasps> and the two coaches that got put on leave were there drinking <gasps> and really drunk and a couple of the other coaches said that they had taken care of it. They didn't want to tell anybody about it because they kind of like hush-hushed it. Wow. Um, one of the parents got a video. Yeah, because I bet this was yeah. all over Snapchat or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. The mom who has the video, uh, her son was one of the kids that was chasing the kids around with the dildo. And she has the video? She has the video, and that's how it came about, because somebody that wasn't even affiliated with the Brunswick School, they were just there on vacation at Thomas Point Beach just visiting or whatever, and they had seen everything (gasps) and had reached out. I don't know who they reached out to, but they had reached out to somebody, Brunswick School District-wise, and then that's when it came about, and one of the students was like, oh yeah, my mom has a video. Oh my God, that's actually so crazy. They shouldn't have been doing that in the first place but it's so crazy how you have to be so careful with what you do because you never know who's watching yeah that's what i'm saying like they weren't even affiliated with brunswick or anything 
And then for the coaches to just kind of like brush it off and, you know. Wow. But like I said, they had been drinking at the retreat while they were supposed to be watching Yeah, should all not kids. have been doing that. That's great. So do you, right. you're just affiliate. You just do stuff for the school. Your family helps out the school. You don't have a kid at the school, do you? I have my daughter's in the high school, yes. But oh. she doesn't, she's not basketball or, cheer, or I mean football or cheerleading or anything like that. But I graduated from there and um, my brother passed away in 2006 and he graduated from there. And he was a dragon for the football team. So my parents just kind of stuck with the football team oh okay right and my dad he's like i heard about some of this stuff a couple years ago he's like was that going on when you were there uh no you gotta think that this isn't the first year that this happens like this is like a cultural oh, no, thing like definitely this is not yeah yeah, yeah, like this. But this, I graduated in 2004, and I know for a fact it wasn't going on when I was there because I was a cheerleader. Oh, okay. But the seniors, yeah, I, they they were once freshmen, so now it's like this is their turn, and that's how this whole cycle starts. Yeah, or and, continues. Uh, so my dad, like I said, he said he had heard about it a couple of years ago, so it must have been going. It must have just started a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Up until now, I've never heard of it. That's crazy. The closest thing I've heard to anything like that is one of my college buddies in high school. Um, so I didn't know him at the time but in his high school he went to high school in Connecticut he did something wrong on the practice field and the coach ripped off his helmet uh, pulled out his you know what and pissed in his helmet in front of the entire team that's just abusive and then they fired the coach literally yeah. because of the incident that happened with this kid oh my god wait did he put the helmet back on the kid's head no he didn't put the helmet back on the kid's head but that's still terrible even that was the wildest story I've heard uh, until this one this oh one's a little crazy god. too Hot Mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. Tara had yesterday off. We got a little highlight of your three-day uh, weekend, your mm-hmm. vacation, um, but you left out the part where you like to sleep with uh, mice. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Tucker's mom has like five cats. We stayed at her house because we got the hotel down in P-Town, but obviously we were there the whole weekend, and yep. we're not made of money, okay? So we were staying at her house. Yeah, use the resources yeah. you got. She wasn't there, right? No, she wasn't there. And so we were just at her house, and I made, I was one with the cats. I love the cats. She's got though, cats. Yeah, even though I'm allergic, and I was loving all of them, and we really developed individual bonds, me and each and every cat. And one cat that usually doesn't vibe with me was vibing with me, and I was like, oh my God, Tucker, do you see this? Like, she's sleeping with me? on the bed like she's my new best friend oh what's her name figgy figgy and so we're watching tv figgy abruptly gets up and leaves i go okay bye girl we're watching tv and all of a sudden maybe 25 minutes later we hear like and he was like he's pauses tv he's like is that a cat and you just see figgy come running down the hallway into the bedroom and i was like what what does she want what does she need what come on girl what's happening i was like i think there's something in her mouth and we just see a tail and she brought me a mouse oh she dropped it right at my feet and i was honored because cat people know like the cats bring you that that's a gift they love you. They're like, is that what they say? Yeah. So it's either like they're giving you a little snack. They're like, here, I got you this. Eat it. Or they're like, this is a gift. I brought you a gift because I love you. So either way. You guys are in bed watching TV, right? Is yeah. that what it was? So she just dropped it at your feet in bed? <laughs> feet? No. No. So we stood up when we were like, what's wrong with her? Is she hurt? And we stood up and then all of a sudden, plop baby mouse it was literally the size of like a grape the mouse was so small i would have freaked out i wasn't freaking out i was like laughing and i was honored and i was like oh thank 
thank you, Figgy. I thought it was so sweet. And he was freaking out and was like, nobody move. Tucker was yeah, freaking out. like, how do I get it out of the house? That, like, that would have been me. Know. I was like, I don't know. Like a piece of paper. Like just, just pick it up. Put it in piece a cup. Piece of paper. Put it in a cup or something. And, and he was freaking out and it was a whole scene. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I was honored. She brought me a mouse. So I'm one with the cats now. You and Figgy, best friends. And then they were fighting over me the next morning, the cats, because one of them came How and sat. How many cats are there? There's five. Oh my God. So one of the cats came and sat on my lap the next morning and another cat came over and wanted some love and they started getting in a brawl fighting over me. And I was like, girls, girls. There's, there's enough of me. There's enough of me to go around. <laughs> what happened to the mouse? How did you get rid of it? We put it in a Tupperware and slid a piece of paper underneath and then flipped it. And then the piece of paper was on top so it couldn't jump out. And then we brought it outside because I'm not, he, he was like, do I kill it? And I was like, absolutely not. It was fine. She didn't bite it or puncture it or anything. It was still alive. So we brought it outside and dumped it out and it got away and That's everyone adorable. had a happy ending. Hot mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. In an interview, Jack Harlow said he likes those little uh, take a book, leave a book library boxes that are on street corners. Yeah, he loves them. He loves them. And then I'm flipping through stories this weekend and I see Tara's story and it's a picture of one of those little tree house boxes where you yep. leave a book, take a book and you tag Jack Harlow in it. Like, what did you think was going to happen there? I convinced myself that he was going to open it and message me back. <laughs> I was shooting my shot. You shot your shot on uh, your anniversary weekend. Really on my anniversary. Yeah. That's all I thought about. Like, I'm sorry, Tucker, but I have to do this right now. <laughs> That's. But he knew. He knew from the video. He was like, oh, yeah, Jack Harlow. He loves these, right? And I was like, yes, he does. That's hilarious. He was in Boston. Uh, he was too busy uh, having the time of his life uh, sitting on the green monster seats. Yes, he was. So he wasn't checking his DMs for you and your uh, library books. <laughs>